Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at Starbucks Fundamentals. I'm going to do a quick review of their past earnings for quarter four to help me determine if this is a company I want to proceed looking at. So today we're going to take a look at a, a lot of financial numbers, and we're also going to take a look at some metrics and compare it to some of its competitors. So let's get started. One thing, like always, I always have my buddies Bull Solo and Dark Bear here ready to keep track to see how the company is doing. But since this is a quick review, I might let them just stay back and relax and let them enjoy the show. So I'm going to use this great website known as LazyFA.com, which allows me to see all these fundamental, all these financial numbers in an easy visual format for past quarters. This is information pulled out from the 10Q reports and the 10K reports. All right, so first we're going, to we're going to take a look at some metrics comparing Starbucks with some of its competitors. And the competitors I chose today are McDonald's and Yum. And by doing this, it, it also helps me see if any of those other companies are worth taking a look at. So the first thing we're going to take a look at is P.E. ratio, price to earnings ratio. And here I'm looking at quarterly data. So right now we can see we have about six years of six, five, about five, five to six years of data right now. And one thing to see is all of these move pretty much the same way, right? All the food sector, restaurants, McDonald's, Yum, and Starbucks all move within within the same, the same pattern, the same way. And we can see in the early days, Starbucks was much higher than McDonald's and Yum. Um, and things have actually changed in the most recent years where now Starbucks is actually sitting on par with McDonald's and Yum. But we can see Starbucks is still pretty high. Um, a little on average, it's higher than the others. This quarter, um, Starbucks was sitting at about 29.9 PE ratio when it did its earnings. Um, McDonald's was sitting at 30.65. So these are, are PE ratios based on when they put when they gave their 10Q report. So these don't reflect the current ratios right now based on the stock price today. Um, but it helps us give give a, a form of average of or range within how the company moves. And we can see, right, on average, it seems that this company that all these companies stay within the 20 to 30 PE ratio. And that's what we're seeing right now. Right now we're seeing um, Starbucks at 29.9. We're seeing Yum at 30 and we're seeing McDonald's at 27.8 So one thing to see here is one Starbucks follows trends with all these companies Two Starbucks is in within range of all these companies and it's staying pretty intact So that to me is telling me that Starbucks is not overvalued But it's not undervalued when we compare it to its competitors Starbucks itself all these compat all these companies can still be overvalued but we when we compare them against each other, there's no one being more overvalued or undervalued than the other. But let's just take a look at Starbucks PE ratio at the moment based on yesterday's close um, of stock price. So the current PE ratio is 28.53. 28.53 will fit within this range that is normally in between 20 and 30. So if this company, in my opinion, if this company ever has a PE ratio of below in the low 20s that would be a great time to to definitely jump into the stock based on these ratios alone obviously you shouldn't base anything on this ratio but that to me would tell me this company is sitting at cheap compared to how it normally is next we're going to take a look at price to sales ratio so price to sales ratio is one i i definitely like to see because price to sell ratio 
is total market cap of the company. So whatever the, the whole company is valued divided by the total revenue. All right. So here, another thing we see here, Starbucks from the beginning always used to be the highest of all. It has to, it used to have the highest price to sales ratio, especially when we compare it to McDonald's and Yum. But look how things have changed. Throughout the past quarter since 2013, Starbucks has maintained this range of between two to four um, price to sale ratio, right? Right now it's sitting at 4.07 and it doesn't seem like it fluctuates that much. But let's take a look at McDonald's and Yum. McDonald's and Yum seem to be at an uptrend and they are much higher than they are much higher than Starbucks. So that to me tells me that Starbucks, when we're looking at its at its total sales, it is being it is over undervalued compared to its competitors, and that's one good thing. Um, especially if we see growth in this company, and I already want to take a look more into this company based on this price to sales ratio right here. The next ratio we're going to take a look at is current ratio. So current ratio is just your company's current assets divided by its current liabilities here you want to have a ratio greater than one a ratio greater than one means that this company is very has plenty of assets to cover off any of its short-term liabilities again first thing we can see is for a huge time early in the beginning starbucks used to be um so the first thing is again they all travel within a certain range as well um, it does seem that Starbucks had a better current ratio in the past, um, but now it does seem like they're all pretty much intact. Right now, the current ratio for Starbucks is sitting at 0.9. I, I, like I mentioned, this is a ratio I want to see over one, and having 0.9, it means that this company has more current liabilities than it has current assets. But that doesn't mean that this company cannot pay off its current liabilities. I'm pretty sure this company has a positive cash um, cash flow from operations that helps it pay off its current liabilities. The only thing is I would definitely like to see a more of current assets um, than current liabilities. So this is, it's, it's not too bad, but it's not the greatest thing ever. Right now, the one with the current, the best current ratio is actually Yum. So Yum is actually, it has a good current ratio. It has a decent price to sales ratio and it's pretty much, um, Pretty close to the range of PE ratio. So Yum is actually doesn't seem to be over or undervalued either. All these companies seem to be okay. The only thing I really like is that the price to sales ratio of Starbucks is pretty low. Alright, so next, finally, for the last comparisons between the competitors is gonna be the company's total debt and the company's shareholder equity. So shareholder equity is total assets minus total liabilities. And we can see all these companies have a negative shareholder equity. And again, even though they all have a share negative shareholder equity, it does prove some. It does give right. If I was just to look at Starbucks by itself, I'd be like, "Oh man, this company has a negative shareholder equity. This is not good." But when we're comparing it to its competitors, we see that this is the norm for this sector. So it helps you. This is one good thing about looking at competitors. It helps you look at the overall picture, right? Because if I was just looking at Starbucks, like I mentioned, I would think having a, bad, a negative shareholder equity is bad. It still is bad, but to see that all the other competitors have similar values or similar trends, then it helps me understand that this is this is a typical behavior. And in my opinion, I, I'm most likely going to say it's based on real estate 
all these companies need to have a lot of real estate and there's probably a lot of a lot of mortgages and loans to buy these real estates that right now those loans outweigh the total assets that they provide um, so yeah that's based on the shareholder equity but one good thing Starbucks has the least amount of sh negative shareholder equity so it has it is it's doing better than the rest and then we can see the company's total debt yum and Starbucks are sitting pretty much with around 11 billion dollars of total debt McDonald's is triple their debt and that's actually pretty crazy this uh, McDonald's but I'm guessing McDonald's is such a bigger company um, but we can see McDonald's is sitting at 32 but again we can see Starbucks and yum having similar debt levels so that again tells me there's nothing crazy going on here so it definitely gives me reasons to proceed and keep looking at Starbucks all right. So next, we're going to take a look at the company's total revenue. So the company's total revenue in the past quarter continues to have an uptrend. That's good. The cost of revenue, obviously, if they're making more sales, um, this means more restaurants, this means more, more employees and more stuff. So cost of revenue is also going to go up. So we have the uptrend in cost of revenue. Gross profit, which is the money after cost of revenue is kept, is also at an uptrend. This uptrend means that revenue itself is growing at a faster rate, at a higher rate numerically wise than cost of revenue. And that's why we have this positive gross profit. One thing I don't like though, is if we take a look at this company's net income, it seems to have been pretty flat, right? If we take a look here, this income net income level, we can draw a line, a straight line right here. And it seems to have been pretty much flat. But if we look at earnings per basic share, it does seem to have an uptrend going up and going up and this to me tells me one thing if net income stays is pretty much staying the same but we're seeing an uptrend in earnings per basic share this company has a nice shareholder buyback program and it's buying back some shares that is reducing the amount of shares um, that is dividing its total net incomes with so we can see this company does have some form of shareholder returns so that's good news right but i definitely don't like to see that even though we're seeing revenue increasing net income still remains flat all right, so next we're going to take a look at this company's balance sheet. The first thing here I noticed is this huge jump of total liabilities in the past, uh, in September of 2018. Definitely have to do some research to see why there was that liability jump there. But ever since then, uh, liabilities started taking over total assets. And I definitely don't like to see a negative shareholder equity. But actually, I remember now, I did an episode of of um starbucks a few years ago uh, uh, a few months ago and now i remember that this is based on deferred revenue yes this is based on eight billion dollars of deferred revenue so let me take off that eight billion dollars of deferred revenue um this would give a total liability of about 2017 billion all right so now this is interesting this company we're going to talk about it later but now i can see that in theory in real, in real life i will consider that this company has a positive shareholder equity and i want to see if the other companies let's take a look if the other companies have any form of deferred revenue is that something i can take a look at here deferred deferred deferred, deferred revenue yes that's something we can take here No, Starbucks is the one, only one with such a huge deferred revenue. So if we take off this deferred revenue from the company's, um, from the company's total liability, then of eight billion, 
that would mean shareholder equity of Starbucks is right now positive $2 billion. All right, so I'm going to backtrack in a bit and, and let you guys know what I'm thinking, thinking about right now. But let me just continue with the flow. So right now, total assets is actually, actually, screw it, let me go. So a few months ago, I Starbucks made a plan to have um, where they sold. So deferred revenue. Let me first explain what deferred revenue. Deferred revenue is... Starbucks has collected some form of revenue from from some products that it has not delivered yet So it hasn't delivered yet, but it's already collected the products. So what does that mean? That means that right now there it, it goes in the liability sheet because what if Starbucks? What if Starbucks is unable to produce these products? It sold these products to Nestle in some form of, of long-term agreement plan I forget how long the plan is, but it sold this product um and they got paid for um, something up to 2020. So they have all this time where they need to provide where they need to provide products to Nesto. So until they provide all that products to Nesto, Nestle, Nestle, whatever the company is called, this is called a lot. This will be in the liability because right, if this company is unable to do it, this money has to go back. But in my mind, I don't think that would ever, that would be the case. The probability of that happening is the case so i'm gonna erase that from liabilities so that's a whole eight billion dollars erased from total liabilities and that would make this company actually positive shareholder equity um right so we take off like you said we take off eight billion from this 25 that would make this a total liability of 17 billion based on total assets of 19 billion will give this company a positive shareholder of two billion dollars and i then what i did was then i took a look at the other companies uh at the other at the other companies that all had we know that yum and mcdonald's all had negative shareholder equity and i wanted to see if this negative shareholder equity was due to the same reason that starbucks does that starbucks has that huge liability and no that's not the case so that to me is giving me really good news it's actually showing me that hey starbucks is actually doing better than these other two companies and that's why I'm so pumped right now this is happening live guys this is what goes on my mind when I look at stuff like this and that's why I enjoy looking at these videos because now doing this video I was able to figure this out um, so now I'm gonna definitely definitely hundred percent take a look at Starbucks but it's looking really really good for Starbucks so let's break down their total asset distribution and liability distribution, right? This company has $11 billion of non-current debt. That's uh, that's not a bad bad amount in my opinion compared to, to uh, it, we I, in the 10Q report, I'm gonna have to take a look at how long this long-term debt is, is non-current debt is, is imposed for. Like, is, 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 are there some loans from up to 20, 40? And how long does a payment does this company has? What are the interest rates? But in my opinion, these are going to be low interest rates because we have, we're on a low interest rate market. And also, um, I don't think the timeline is that close to each other. If not, things will look a lot scarier. This company has no current debt. Um, it has tax liabilities and payables, which is current liabilities of about two point something billion dollars. Again, these values seem to be the same throughout its time. So again, especially in payables, payables seems to be the same. So if it was able to pay this seven, five years ago, it's going to be able to pay it now when it's doing better. The only thing is this tax liability is a lot higher um, this quarter compared to much quarter. So we might see a huge hit 
in cash and cash equivalents within the next few quarters. So now we're going to take a look at asset distribution. Obviously, a huge portion of this company's total assets are real estate, property, plants, and equipment. I'm pretty sure this company has its own brewing factory where they make their beans and all this and all that. So it's no, no, no surprise that this company has a huge amount of property, plant, and equipment assets. Next, we're going to see is this company has uh, about uh, about 700 mil 70 million in current investments, 600 million in non-current investments, 2.7 billion in cash and cash equivalents, and 879 million in receivables. So if we add receivables and cash and cash equivalents, that would give us somewhere around $3.4 billion, $3.5 billion. And if we take a look at just the current liabilities, which is payables, um, which is payables and tax liability, which is $2.9 billion, $2.3 billion, that $3.5 billion of assets is a lot higher than those $2.4 billion of liabilities. So that to me tells me that this company, right, it's in a safe place. I don't have to worry about it not being able to pay its its, its debt. Uh, then what can we see here? This this big one that swings and that's cash and cash equivalents. El everything else looks pretty pretty okay. It has about one point fifty three billion dollars in inventory. But if we take a look at the chart that I'm looking, that seems to maintain the normal the normal range it normally has. Same with its receivables and its tax. Its tax assets has increased, so hopefully that tax assets will help pay off the tax liability, um, and we actually might not have to see any downtrend in cash and cash equivalents. So now I'm pumped that I saw that deferred revenue. That deferred revenue, in my opinion, is fake liabilities. It's 100% fake liabilities, in my opinion. All right, so now let's take a look at the company's net cash flow. This company has a positive net cash flow from operations. But it's, it doesn't seem to be increasing over the quarters, right? It's within range of what it normally is. And it's sitting at $1.1 billion. And to me, net cash flow from operations is the only cash flow I care about because it means that this company is making money from its everyday use. But actually, we can here see that this company is actually buying back shares in 2000. In this past quarter, it actually bought back $2.2 billion of, share, of shareholders. And it has been buying back shares in the past few quarters so that's why we see that earnings per share increase even though net income remains flat and we also see right that net cash flow from operation is pretty much flat so that uh that to me again I, I definitely would like to see an increase in that but i guess i have to understand how the business really works to understand why even though revenue is increasing the total net income and net cash flow is pretty much flat this company is also paying off a, a nice dividend of about 430 million per share um, per per quarter. And obviously, if they're buying, if they're buying back shares, then obviously then that dividend is going to be reduced by less share. It's going to be increased because there's less shares around to pay dividend. And this is how this company is giving back to the shareholders. So it definitely has a strong shareholder program. Next, I want to take a look at net cash flow from operations and revenue. And this is what I was just talking about, right? In theory, when I see revenue going up, I should see net cash flow from operation going up in the same trend. And that's not what's going on here. And I'm not a fan of that. Um, so this is something if I, when I do a research on the company, I'll have to understand why this is happening. Next, what we're going to take a look at is earnings per basic share and compare to cash, cash, flow, cash flow from operations. 
Again, earnings per basic share and cash flow from operations should actually be pretty close um, to how they move. And yes, this is what we see here. They're actually pretty much intact in to how they move outside from any crazy outliers going on. Finally, the last thing we're going to take a look at is some ratios based metrics just on Starbucks alone. We already saw price to earnings ratio, debt to equity ratio. We don't really want to see because this company has a negative, a negative in quote, shareholder equity. Um, when in reality, I, I don't believe it does. So this debt to equity ratio um, will be different. Uh, free cash flow. This company has a positive cash flow of 582 million after everything has been done. Um, from its operations and we can see that is normally within the range we can see this company's gross margin is pretty much very similar throughout its 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 years at sitting at high 50s and same with its profit margins profit margins stain, seem to be above 10 most of the time right now sitting at 11.9 and that's what seems to go within the average so i'm actually liking starbucks my main reasons for liking starbucks are these first we're going to see this price to sales ratio this price to sales ratio tells me that starbucks is a little undervalued when we compare it to its competitors the next thing i like to see i like is even though the pe ratio is high it's still between its range where it normally goes so we're going to have to take a look at future estimates and see where that's actually going to lead to next i definitely like how this company has such a huge deferred value that in reality it makes this company have a positive shareholder equity which is better than every other company every other competitor we took a look at things i don't like though are revenue is at an uptrend but net income is pretty flat even though revenue has increased we don't see a much increase in net income the great thing is this company does have and what seems to have a very decent share um shareholder returns by buying back shares and by buying back shares they are increasing earnings pair on basic share and they're also increasing the amount of dividends given out per share because they're reducing the amount of shares we talked about the balance sheet this company has a positive net cash flow from operations so that's a good thing like i said the same thing with net cash flow from operations and net income they do not follow revenue right you definitely want to see that trend going on and it's it's a bummer that that's not that's not the case but and finally right profit margins and gross margins seem to be pretty much on par to what it's normally at so this company is not there's nothing funny going on with starbucks right now there's nothing too crazy going on so this company is pretty much a very predictable um, on how it's going to behave so i hope you guys enjoyed the episode let me know what you think you guys saw my thinking in action you see how passionate i am about this stuff i enjoy looking at these numbers there's so much happening in my head when i do this so i hope you guys enjoy let me know what you guys think take care have a good day and see you next time when we actually take a look at starbucks based on the actual information and based on what it's going to do on the future and I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm going to end up buying some shares of starbucks like i mentioned i i mentioned in previous episodes i have i have uh, just opened up a new account and i'm doing it based on 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 stuff i do on this show so then we can see how how my recommend not my recommendation how my thought process is actually leading in future in future value so take care guys have a good night and see you next time